Do you know that the Christian life is a spiritual war? And do you understand your enemy? My name is Anes Wamboy and you're watching Sitam Church Online. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 to 11 to stand firm and fight a spiritual war that God has called us to once we get born again. And we are told that this war is against an enemy called the devil. In verse 11 we are told stand firm against the wiles of the devil. And for the past two weeks we've looked at who the devil is. Now, the devil does not operate alone. He operates with an army and that army throughout scripture are popularly known as demons. Now, demons are creatures that are introduced very powerfully in the New Testament. We see a bit of them in the Old Testament. For example, we see when Saul was, was, was disturbed by some evil spirits that David came and played the harp and Saul was relieved. We see when Ahab was deceived by some unclean deceiving spirits that he was lured aside and he did that which was going to work against him. However, it is in the New Testament that we come to really understand what these creatures really are because they manifest so powerfully in the ministry of Jesus. In fact, when Jesus comes on the, on the scene, he does many miracles and many of the miracles he did were replicated or rather have been seen in the Old Testament. Raising people from the dead. There are people who are raised from the dead in the Old Testament. Healing. There were people who are healed. There are several things that were done in the Old Testament miracles that were manifested in the New Testament. However, one of the miracles or one of the powers that was not done effectively or not seen powerfully in the Old Testament is what Jesus did. And that is casting out of demons. Now, what are demons? Who are demons? The word demons comes from the Greek word daimonion. And the word daimonion literally means lesser spirit. Another word for that is daimon, which basically means godlike. And so we are told that these are supernatural beings. They are godlike. They are supernatural. They've got some power. And we are told they are lesser or evil spirits. That they are not very powerful like they are their master the devil but they are powerful another name given to them through the scripture is unclean spirits or evil spirits now what is their history the bible says this concerning the unclean spirits and many a times this history is challenged because uh, we are not really given a direct clear picture of where they come from there are some people who believe that demons are the the, 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 the souls of the Nephilim that were dismembered after the flood, the people who believe that these demons are some creatures that just came after the fall of man. However, the closest answer that we may get, though not very substantiative, is Revelation 12, verse 3 to 4. We are told that another sign appeared in the heaven, and behold, a great fiery red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on its seven diadems on his heads. Now this is referring to Satan. And we know that Satan rebelled when he was in the kingdom of heaven. And we are told that his tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. Now this verse is popularly translated a third of the stars of heaven, not referring to the balls of fire that are in the sky shining, but rather referring to angels who once served in the kingdom of heaven. We are told that a third of them were drawn down in Satan's rebellion. A third. Think about that. 
I don't know how many angels the Lord created, but we've been told a third of these stars were fallen in Satan's rebellion. And we're told that the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born. This shows how Satan was out to devour Israel for bringing forth the Messiah, Jesus Christ. But we've been told a third of the stars of heaven. Look at this army that the devil has created in his rebellion. We also know that these uh, fallen angels are the ancestors of the giants. In Genesis, in Genesis chapter 6, verse 1 to 4, we are told that the sons of men, the daughters of men, were very beautiful. And there were some angels who came down. And when they came down, they decided to mate with these women. They appeared in the form of human beings, of course, I could guess. And they decided to have uh, intercourse with these women. And out of that came a breed called the Nephilim, giants. And these demons uh, were what perpetrated the work of the perpetrated the work of the giants, bringing forth the giants. And we've been told that God did not spare the angels who sinned. He cast them down to hell, delivered them into the chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment. Now, these demons, we also know that they are the ancient and current pagan gods. The Bible says this in Deuteronomy 32, verse 17, that the Israelites sacrificed to demons, not to God, to gods they did not know, to new gods, new arrivals that their fathers did not fear. Now, we know at that time, the Lord is referring to Israel sacrificing to idols. But we are being told that behind these idols, is some spiritual power, some demonic power. And Deuteronomy 32 calls them demons, sacrifice to demons. And we've been told that the ancient gods of humanity, pagan gods, were actually looking like stone statues from, from, the, from, 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 a, from a literal point of view. But if you literally knew the power that was behind them, the power was spiritual and the power was demonic. We see this in the book of Exodus. When God says that he is going to demonstrate his power over the gods of Egypt. And he uses Moses to go and confront Pharaoh. And Pharaoh brings forth his magicians. And his magicians, whose names were given in the New Testament as Janes and Jambres, who opposed Moses, stand against him and they match the things that the Lord does. The Lord causes Moses' stick to turn into a snake. The magicians do that as well. How did they turn their sticks into snakes? Not by the power of God, but through the power of demons. Much later, we know that Moses began to bring the plagues of God into Egypt and he turned the Nile into blood. But we also see that the Egyptians, Janus and Jambres, the magicians, were able to replicate those same plagues. And it got to a point where they could not replicate. When they got to the plague of the gnats, the Egyptian magicians were done. But how in the world were they able to make those supernatural occurrences occur? They were not doing it through some magic card sleight of hand trick. No, they were doing it through a spiritual power, through demons. And that's why Deuteronomy 32 says in verse 17, the sacrifice was to demons. Now some of the pagan gods of that time, I'm going to list some of them. Number one was Molech. Molech was the, child, was the, was the god of child sacrifice. He was also known as... He was also known as Chemosh among the Moabites, a god who demanded that children be passed through the fire, be offered to them. This is the god who seduced Israel through kings like Manasseh to have children killed. And we know that Molech is not just a statue. Molech is a demonic entity. Gods like Baal. Baal is not God and he is not just a mere statue. There is a demonic power that was operating in Israel behind that that was causing them to turn 
to these pagan statues. Now we know the Bible also says that these statues could neither speak, could neither talk, and that is true. But you must understand the deception behind them. Despite them not being able to meet, not being able to speak and talk and do all these things, was because the enemy had deceived the nation of Israel and was doing this through demons. And other pagan mythologies like Zeus, Ares, Poseidon, and even in Egyptian mythology, we've got Ra, Osiris, we've got Horus, we've got Anubis, Anukis. All those pagan gods that are manifested in ancient culture, they are not just any random statues put up. We are told that they are the works of demons. Now these demons are powerful. These demons are spiritual beings and their work is to carry out the work of their father, the devil. Their work is to bring about deception on the earth. And Jesus Christ spoke against them with authority. And Jesus Christ cast them out. We see that these evil spirits have the ability to possess people. They have the ability to take up the body of a human being and control it. They have the ability to make people deaf and mute. We see that these demons were able to uh, handicap people. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 22, we are told there was a man who was blind and mute, and that man was actually impaired because of a demonic stronghold. Now, not every demonic work, not every sickness, not every impairing of the human senses is a demon, but we have been told that those evil spirits can do that. We see in Mark chapter 1, verse 23 to 24, that these demons infiltrate religious meetings. When Jesus was teaching at the synagogue, there was a demon that cried out in the midst of the synagogue. Can you imagine that, that you're having a church service and yet they are right there. They are right there, taking control of people. In Mark chapter 5, verse 1 to 5, we see that these demons can cause mental illnesses. Now again, not all mental illnesses are demons, but we are told that there are some mental illnesses that can be caused by these evil spirits, these demons. We are told that there was a man who was shackled and he had 12, he, he, had, he had a legion of demons in him. A legion is 6,000. When he was confronted by Jesus Christ, he said, my name is Legion, meaning that there were 6,000 evil spirits in him. Imagine that, 6,000 evil spirits in one man. He went mad, he'd cut himself, and he had all these symptoms that are seen in mental illnesses even today. And Jesus Christ cast them into the pigs. We see that these demons can cause physical illnesses. In Luke chapter 13, verse 10 to 13, we see that there was a woman who was there on the Sabbath in the synagogue and she was bent over, her back was arced, and there was no one to help her. And then Jesus called her, and Jesus said to her, you are loosed from your infirmity. And what happened? We are told that immediately she was made straight, and the demon left, and she was loosed from the bond of Satan. There was an evil spirit of infirmity. And we see that these evil spirits can cause infirmities. Again, not every sickness that you have is a demon. But however, we are told these evil spirits can actually cause some sicknesses and some infirmities. We are told that these demons are the ones who are behind the real magic industry. In Acts 16 verse 16, there was a certain slave girl who was doing some magic tricks. What was she doing? She was fortune telling for her masters. She could predict the future. And we are told that she was not doing that through some sleight of hand. No, she was doing that through some demonic power. And that demon was able to foretell the future. And she moved around following Paul and making money for her for, for her for her masters and at the same time following Paul and saying these are servants of the most high Paul cast that demon out of that girl and she could not fortune tell anymore. We are told that these demons have spiritual strength in Mark chapter 9 verse 25 to 29 there was a man 
a, a, a boy who was possessed and the disciples tried to cast out the demons because they had been given authority by God in, Matthew, in, 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 in Luke chapter 10. But when they tried casting out this demon, they could not. Why? Because this demon was very powerful. And what are we told concerning this demon? We are told Jesus cast it out and after he cast it out, he told the disciples you could not cast it out because this kind of demon only comes out through prayer and fasting. That it got some spiritual power above the rest. And we are told that these demons can recognize spiritual power. In Acts chapter 19 verse 11 to 16, there were some men called the sons of Sceva who were, went around casting out demons saying in the name of Paul in the name of Jesus, whom Paul speaks about, we cast out demons. And they met this man who was possessed, and they decided to use that incantation. But they were using it almost like a trick, and the demon turned to them and said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? That these demons recognize spiritual power. And still on spiritual power, these demons are rendered powerless in the name of Jesus. When Jesus commissioned the 72 and the disciples, he called them and told them to go out there and to cast out demons in his name. And they went out doing that, casting out demons in his name, in the name of Jesus, and they fled. The name of Jesus, the name that we are given in Acts 4.12, the name that is above every other name. And we have power over this evil spirit through the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. And finally, we see that these demons have legal ground on our lives on account of sin. That the moment we fool around with sin, we can invite some evil spirits to actually play a role in causing us not to progress spiritually, to hinder us from living a spiritually free life. And you must examine your life and ask yourself, are you fooling around with sin, especially habitual sins, that these demons can come through sexual immorality, drug abuse, murder, theft, those are some of the sins mentioned in Revelation chapter 9, verse 20 to 21, when demonic activity is mentioned in the last times. They can also come through occult practices, sciences, mediums, symbology, yoga, levitation, divination, palm reading, horoscopes, human sacrifice, fortune telling, Satanism, black magic. All these things were things that were described in the Old Testament. And the Israelites were told, do not engage in those occultic practices of the pagans. And those who engaged in them, the Lord demanded that they be, that, that, that they be, that, that they may be removed from the community of Israel. These are some of the things that the demons use to gain entry to the lives of people. They also come through occult devices, through tokens, charms, voodoo dolls, tarot cards, sorcery books, paraphernalia. And the enemy is organized. He wants to use his army of demons to bring about his will and his kingdom. But thanks be to God that these demonic powers have no power over us because great is the one who is in us than the one who is in the world. Because Jesus Christ has given us power to overcome them. That Jesus Christ has given us power to cast them out of people. Jesus said, for those who follow him, they shall do great things in his name. And one of the things he said is that they shall cast out demons. They shall have power to relieve people from the bondage of Satan. In this spiritual war, the enemy is organized, but the Lord too is powerful and organized, and you and I are his hands and feet to overcome the works of Satan. I hope this video has blessed you. Leave a like, leave a comment if it's done so, share it with your friends and family, and we'll see you next time as we finish this series on spiritual warfare. My name is Anes Omboe, and you're watching Satan Church Online.